Hello, and welcome back to Breaking the Law. I'm really excited to talk to you all today about uh, how the traditional approach to law is breaking people, uh, because that traditional model is, is really, really broken. Um, but what's really exciting is that um, we all have the opportunity to do things to break free from that traditional approach. Uh, today, we're joined by a couple of really, really cool guests. Um, my favorite person in the whole wide world is here. Uh, and no, it's not myself. Um, uh, that'd be down the list a little ways. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I'm joined uh, by my wife, Meg Foreman, uh, and Ashlyn. Yes. Yeah. Um, my favorite person is also here, um, my husband, Arlie. Um, and I'm so glad to have both of you here um, and to hear from both of you and to share with you both. Um, I don't, there's no one in the world's opinions that I respect more than yours. So I'm excited to hear what they are. Yeah. Uh, what I'm really hopeful we can share with folks today is uh, a perspective about how the traditional approach to law doesn't just impact us as legal providers. It's not just about us as attorneys or people that work in law firms or in legal departments um, or in law schools. Uh, it's the impact on us is something that we don't leave at work. Um, I don't care how good somebody is at trying to bifurcate you know, their life and compartmentalize that. These are things that you carry home. Uh, and so the the perspective that Arlie, that Meg brings to the table today um, is really, really important. Um, uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of real stuff today um, because uh, we've seen things. <laughs> we've been through <laughs> we've it. We've been through it. Um, but uh, Meg, why don't you uh, tell our audience uh, a couple of things about yourself? Um, and then I will uh, tell them how awesome you are at the end because uh, you're far too modest. So go for it. <laughs> Well, I'm Meg. Um, <clears throat> Sam and I have been married almost 11 years, mm -hmm. um, 11 in December. Um, we have two little boys, six and two, and I mostly stay home with them and then have kind of my business and then do some stuff for the law firm. And Sam and I, I say, complement each other very well. If anyone's mm -hmm. familiar with Enneagram, I'm a one okay. and he's a three. So I'm the like orderly black and white and he's very much the achiever, like dreamer. Um, I have to be kinder to myself because I call myself the dream crusher and he's the dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I have learned to kind of let him dream a bit before I come in and ask all the questions. Okay, yeah. you like, listen, you get she, to dream for five minutes yes. and then we're yes. coming in with the reality and we're going to walk through what that's actually going to look like, practically speaking. Yes. Does that sound like? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But her gift to the world is she's an improver um, and she brings that. Um, that perspective about understanding how things could be made even better um, and mm -hmm. uh, really brings that to help um, uh, make everything, you know, even more than it is to begin with. So, uh, and sometimes, and I'll be honest here, she really needs to kill those dreams. Like some of them, <laughs> not good. Like they're, they're bad. Like real bad. So, uh, is that yeah. why sometimes Sam comes to me with an idea and he's like, tell me if you hate it. And I'm like, yeah, yes. okay, I will. I yes. promise. I'll tell you. And he's like, no, really, if this, this is a bad idea, you have to tell me. And yeah. I'm like, I, I swear I will tell I, you if it's I, stupid. I can't turn off the creative flow sometimes. So I've just yeah, decided just that I'm going to get comfortable. Like, 
I yeah, like it. I'm not going to turn it off. I'm just going to let it go. And I'm going to get more comfortable with the fact that some of those ideas are going to be real, real stinkers. Like, <laughs> real dud. So, well, and I've had to stop yeah. and just realize, okay, I need to let him enjoy this process before mm-hmm. coming in and being like, okay, how can we get this done? How can we do this? How can we do yeah. that? Like going through the list of productivity and how and why and, you know, just all of that from my marketing background. Sure. That's how I had to approach everything. Yeah. So, and then now being with the boys mostly it's like you know what can I get done and be super productive all the time yeah it's interesting because it when you say things like that it translates so much to that need to be productive or to feel like no matter what I have going on or what is what I'm contributing to in this moment like production is the currency in which I value myself in yes Mm -hmm. and I hear you you know saying those types of things and it's such a common theme in the things that we talk about, but um, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to be like, okay, how do I just enjoy this experience or enjoy the process of making this experience without having to tie it to the currency or the transactional nature of it being productive? It's Mm -hmm. exhausting. He he helps me with that. I love that. that. Just his dreamer creative kind of side of, you know, let's have a little bit more fun. He is a fun guy. Yeah. Yeah. He He makes everything a game with our boys and they do it yeah <laughs> what's what's it. that like it's a magical place um and uh yeah and then it's over <laughs> you know it's like let's race to the bathroom to brush our teeth like yes and oh. you know do you want to skip or do you want to run and you know stuff like that so yeah. it's really helpful with two very energetic sure little boys yeah. <laughs> sure yeah yeah, I I bet. Yeah. Arlie, why don't you tell us about yourself and what's your favorite tattoo? Because I <laughs> see that you've got, I mean, a lot of really cool looking tattoos, at least from here. So. Yeah, I um, so I'm Arlie and I uh, definitely have a lot of tattoos. I enjoy them. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I have a favorite. I think my favorite would be whatever is the newest. So that's cool. Um, uh, some of them have meaning and some of them are just, uh, just cool. So uh, <laughs> I am... Ashlyn's husband. We've been married for 13 and a half years now. Um, And I think I've been married to the law for about 12 and a half years Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got three wonderful kids currently. Um, They're wonderful. Uh, Not like we only have three currently, but... uh, Yeah, we're stopping at three. Yes. (laughs) Um, We have a five and a half year old, a four year old, and a one year old. So they are... They make our world entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just happy to be here. Arlie works full time. Um, he went to physical therapy school. So Arlie and I, we got married really young. We were twenty. I was twenty-two. You we were twenty-four. Is that how math works? Just about to be twenty-four. Yeah. Um, and so neither of us had a college degree at the time um, when we got married. So I got my college degree. Arlie was in the military. Um, and then when I moved, we moved to Kansas city, he went to undergrad at KU. Um, and then while he was in the middle of undergrad, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to law school. That sounds way more fun. And Arlie's like, sure. Yeah. We just have endless amounts of money to pay for your whims. Um, and so he (laughs) made it work and he went to undergrad while I went to law school. And then while I was in law school, he graduated and worked, um, so I could finish. And then once I finished law school, he went to physical therapy school and I worked so that he could finish. So it's That's only cool. been, yeah, within the last yeah. five-ish years that we've both been working in, yeah. on our careers together. 
Um, but he got kind of his, I'm going to speak for you because you, again, are also modest, uh, a really awesome gig out of physical therapy school and um, kind of exactly what he wanted to do. He runs the physical therapy clinic at McConnell um, and went back. Awesome. He always wanted to work with servicemen and women. And so that was his whole point in going back to to physical therapy school after getting out of the military. So he kind of serves in that role. He does more than physical therapy. I swear he's a, he helps all of them so much, but, um, yeah. So he also works full time, which adds, you know, a little bit of complication and flair to our already chaotic schedule in life. Um, but, um, I don't think I have any idea what Arlie's Enneagram is. He refuses to take the test. So I'm an eight. I'm, I'm not even sure what that. My favorite number is 12. <laughs> so that's yeah. very It took helpful. him forever yes, to actually the take the, on the test. Enneagram. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a secret cheat code that you use to get How to long is it? I have like a real poor attention span. Yeah. So. It's a lot of questions. I'm going to guess it's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll stick with 12. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think Arlie and I, um, we are certainly opposites. I'm. I'm very impulsive, um, and um, he is more practical for sure. He's definitely the more practical one. Um, but he's also, interestingly enough, the um, more positive one. Probably, I have a very my look through things in the lens of, okay, let's think of all the ways this could go badly or fail. Um, and Arlie's like, it's gonna be great. You're gonna be great. There's just there's no doubt in his mind ever. Well, luckily you have a really good track record of, you know, being great. So <laughs> thank you. That's well um, lucky Can we there. just do this entire podcast and good things about me? Because <laughs> frankly, I'm in. Our, our producer, Jason, can you clip that and save that for posterity? <laughs> we use that for promotional and just whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, you know, the, the type of relationship where, you know, there are things that Arlie, I have to sort of say, okay, let's step back from that a little bit. Uh, let's, we we can get this done or there's a way to do this. There's a way to accomplish it. So um, again, I think it's, we definitely compliment each other and sometimes are, we can buy heads too and not necessarily agree on a, on a path towards an outcome, but you know, we're committed. So here we are. Well, that's, that's a good start. Um, uh, One of the things I wanted to talk about for our listeners and for our guests here today uh, is about kind of a working definition of traditional law. Um, cause we use that term a lot and I think it's really important to have kind of a common starting place. Um, there's not a dictionary definition of it, but when we use the term, some of the things we're thinking about is that, um, there's a, a business model that aligns around, um, partners and associates kind of partners are on top of the business model. Associates are employees, you know, they're valued really almost exclusively for their productivity. Um, the billable hour is really king. Um, uh, and even then, you know, there's, there's conflict within that system around, around things like that. You have cultures that often go along with that business model that, uh, can tend to be very hierarchical, um, where there's lots of office politics, there's lots of unhealthy personalities. Um, I think that there's a lot of, uh, statements that go along with, um, or a lot of value statements that go along with those cultures that um, prioritize, um, I, can, I think, kind of a dissonance between what people say, like, hey, you know, almost every law firm I've ever bumped into, traditional or otherwise, says, hey, we're great for family, right? We really value that. That's really important to us. Um, they uh, say that they really want to help advance their people. They want to develop their people. They want to deliver excellent service. And, and some of these things are really deeply held by some folks and, and not by others. Um, but the traditional model kind of, I think, 
pits the culture against the business model um, and really creates a lot of conflict there that I think um, really creates a lot of problems. So, um, Ashlyn, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think you described it really well. Um, and just that, um, you know, it's a it's a model that has been around for a really long time mm -hmm. um, and that is not a simple, quick fix to solve or mm -hmm. to address in all of the ways. It, it has worked for a lot of people for a very long time for a menagerie of reasons, um, but that um, it just because it exists and has existed mm -hmm. in the way that it exists for so long doesn't mean it's the best way. And mm -hmm. um, um, I think that's sort of what we aim to figure out and talk about and figure the nuance of. Yeah, for sure. I, I think one other thing I would add to the traditional law description is that the hero of the traditional law model is the workaholic. Yeah. Um, that is the pinnacle of success um, is the workaholic. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that that's true almost without exception is this is the person who's given the most um, cultural credit within most firms is the people that build the most, that work the most. This is the person who receives the most compensation. Um, just kind of everything revolves around um, the more you work, the more valuable you are. Mm -hmm. um, and there's really, I think, a, a very heavily weighted one size fits all scorecard um, for traditional firms. There's not often very much room there's usually some room but not a ton of room for somebody to come in and say well hey these are my priorities i'm going to work hard i'm going to do a great job but my priorities don't revolve around um, trying to become a workaholic here um, mm -hmm. my priorities revolve around i want balance i want um, to see you know my children in a really deep and meaningful way mm -hmm. um so uh, but I'm curious for, for Meg, uh, and for Arlie, what, what kind of, um, I mean, when you think about the, the definition of traditional law that we've just described, um, does that seem to resonate with you? Does that feel like something that you've seen Ashlyn and I, um, and yourselves kind of experience at prior law firms, things that you've seen other people experience in the law? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can see a huge difference from when you were at a traditional firm versus now in, I mean, obviously how you spend your time, but mm -hmm. how you just process things and our, how you know our kids. Mm -hmm. um, just an example, I was talking with you about this, of where when our oldest was about the age of how our youngest is now, he's almost two, um, he was so attached to me and I just, you know, thought that was normal and didn't, I mean, go to Sam a whole lot and always just wanted mom. And then the second one, like he just is obsessed with dad and, you know, wants him to do everything for him. And he's only two. And just seeing this difference in how much closer they are at this age because he's able to be home and spending time with him. I mean, it's night and day, the difference in the connection that he has at like this age. Cause I yeah. mean, he has a great connection with our six year old now, Sure, but that's a huge, huge difference that yeah. I saw. Yeah. And you saw that, okay. oops, sorry, Arlie. You saw that sort of transition or change um, when he moved away from the model yes. that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he sure. didn't have that time for the little, for, you know, like the little connections on things. Cause like he's been taking our oldest to school mm -hmm. now and he takes him to OT and, 
he has those moments. I mean, and he's able to come home and eat dinner with us every night. I like dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Make a dinner. Big fan of dinner myself uh, and lunch and breakfast mm. and snacks. All yeah. the meals. Yeah. I mean, he has a life outside of the office mm-hmm. now, whereas before, I mean, I was working before we had um, our oldest and I was working crazy hours too. I mean, and we were at a house and I realized we didn't know any of our neighbors mm-hmm. until maybe our oldest was like two when I started mm-hmm. staying home more and like yeah. I was getting to know people because we were both working so much. We weren't coming home till nine or 10 o'clock every night. Yeah. I mean, and that obviously had to change for at least one of us right. mm-hmm. when we had him. But just that sort of thing of like not even knowing the people that you live by mm-hmm. because you're working so much mm-hmm. is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd definitely say, you know, the culture of the the larger law firms, um, you know, where, where Ash worked previously, there were a lot of wonderful people who really mm-hmm. did uh, truly want to incorporate families. They, they do stuff on the weekends out of their own pocket and bring in everybody and their families. And it just... You know, it meant the world to us. Um, and and then you also saw some of the other pieces where it was like, okay, we're going to do stuff and we're going to include spouses and stuff. But then you start to realize, oh, that's, that's all during the summer when we're recruiting. Um, and then once the fall hit, all that disappeared. And other than the last minutes, hey, you have to go to this dinner with your spouse because you have to represent the firm mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um you know the the family aspect, other than those individuals that that continued to try and drive that, um, it it fell off, and uh, and so I you know personally became very frustrated a lot of times when constantly it was different marketing or different um, you know networking things that when it all came down to it, they weren't anything that she was getting any credit for. And so it was, um, to me from, from the person who was at the home with the kids, it felt useless. Um, and it became, you know, frustrating and difficult for me to, uh, to see that happen because then it would turn around and be, you know, well, you didn't, you didn't hit this many hours. Mm. Um, but you know, throughout the day she was doing these different things that, that weren't billable. Um, and then at night she would come home, you know, if, if, if she could get off in time, she'd come home and eat dinner and stuff like that. And then would lose that billable time. So, um, it is something that I personally have loved about you getting out of that system and into your own, um, doing things that matter. I mean, she doesn't waste time with, with things that aren't beneficial to, you know, her personally or mm-hmm. her firm. Um, she is, you're, she's working out every day, which <laughs> is, uh, you know, in my field, obviously something very important. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that mental health piece is really important to us and, uh, just seeing the different things, uh, I do a lot of times have to try and help her see her own worth because she's still stuck on the, I only worked this much today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. e- yes, you only work that much, but you know, it was all for you. Mm-hmm. Right? right. It was, it all had a purpose and, and not to say the things that she did at the firm didn't have a purpose. They just weren't essentially reimbursed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it all is. And uh, yeah. she gets to, you know, work, just as hard, but she doesn't have to work 
as much mm -hmm. and she gets to spend more time. I don't know um, how two full-time parents do it with multiple kids. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know how many days off there are at school? I mean, like at <laughs> least at least one day a week. Mm -hmm. 127. Yeah, yeah. it's just, I'm not sure yeah. they actually go to school. I think yeah. they spend more Probably not. days at home. Right, if the news is any indication. <laughs> Without your new flexibility, I don't, yeah. we, I don't know what we'd do. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think Arlie's too kind to say this, and, and I'll say it, in the moments uh, under sort of a traditional approach, um, even at, the most progressive and loving firm that I can imagine. Mm -hmm. The moments where I w was making the choice to be home and when my kids got home from school or to be the parent that did sort of the doctor's appointments in the school and the parties and what the impact that would have on me mentally and emotionally is that I would be a I would be mean. I would because I would feel so spread thin or feel like I wasn't producing or contributing in a way that like the who I was started to become this like resentful angry person at home because I felt like I was making a choice and I was making, I was choosing my family, which is what I was expected to do. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. I'm going to choose my family. But then that came at a cost. And so mm -hmm. then I started to resent all of them because it cost me money and it cost me what, what I felt like culturally, I wanted people to think that I was the hero and it was right. costing me the ability to be that. And so I was pulled between these two versions of myself. Um, and Arlie got the sort of the crux of all of that um, of that exhaustion and rage and all those things I was feeling is I, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could make a difference here, but I couldn't make a difference at home. And I was just pulled in so many different directions. And I think even if, you know, everything aside and the amount of time that I'm able to give my family remains consistent, who I am when I'm giving it is mm -hmm. more put together, more, more me than it mm -hmm. was historically, yeah. because I, I'm showing up as myself now. I'm in my own home, whereas before I was I was still in the office thinking, okay, I only build six hours today, but I have, and it, it's not about getting the work done. That is what it is as a lawyer. Sometimes you have to work late to get the work right. done. Mm -hmm. It was about yeah. the transaction between my value, no matter what anyone said or mm. did, my value in that model was tied to my production. Yeah. And, well, and then yeah. there were all the other pieces, you know? I mean, yeah. even when you were home, you were on your phone or your laptop nonstop because um, whether it was tied to something that you're doing, you know, a case you're doing, or just answering questions from, you know, other attorneys, um, a lot of which in your own firm, or just, I mean, when you have that many people in a, a traditional setting, there are, um, you know, wonderful people, but there's also yeah. a lot of toxicity. And um, right. so sometimes dealing with all of that stuff absolutely came home. Yeah. Well, I think um, just to draw on that a little bit more, I, I think it's really important for our, our listeners to hear and understand that there's a lot of really, really good people in traditional law Absolutely. firms. Um, and I want to stress that. I don't want people to hear that every partner is a bad person or anything like that. But I think as our experiences demonstrate... The system really freaking matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you put really good people in a bad system, you start to see bad outcomes. And if you repeat that enough over time, at some point, really good people aren't anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and they start to be the ones that choose, knowing what the outcome is going to be, to create the bad outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, and Maybe at that point, for some of them, they're not as good a person as they used to be. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, and that's really hard to hear. Um, uh, and I don't want that to come across with a lot of judgment because I don't mean it in that way. Um, well, for some, for some people, <laughs> some people it probably I is, think of a few. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the point is that we have to be aware and we have to be accountable. Yeah. Um, because what we do as leaders in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, it really matters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it echoes. It it echoes way yeah. beyond just the time that you're there. And um, Meg, I, I'm really curious because you know the the challenges that I've had um, at times with my mental health. Of um, what, and then same question for for Arlie from a well being perspective. How have you seen? How did you see the traditional approach to law impact? Um, uh, my wellness and my well-being and the well-being of our family. In the traditional <clears throat> arena, I mean, you were working so much that you didn't have time to work out mm-hmm. to keep your physical body healthy. Um, you weren't having any sort of outlet to let out kind of that mental stuff other than me, mm-hmm. which then you didn't even always have time to talk to me about it because yeah. you were working. Yeah. So much. I mean, you would be at work, but then you would come home and then, like Arlie said, be on your phone or your computer, mm-hmm. still having to respond to things and people sending you stuff at 10 o'clock at night that mm-hmm. then you have to respond to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that gave me a visual when you were saying that of our oldest pretending to be dad. And he had a computer out <laughs> and would say, I'm working. I'm working, yeah. you know? And like, I still have yeah, that absolutely. visual mm-hmm. in my head of that. And that's not him anymore. So, I mean, we've, I have a history of anxiety, depression, and things like that. So I had been working on just the coping mechanisms and therapy and all that stuff for years. So then after he moved into our firm, he was able to have that time then to work on that stuff and talk to a therapist. And I mean, we would go together, we would go separately. And just being able to do that has completely changed our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been huge of just this different understanding. And I mean, how we raise our kids, how we talk to each other, how we work things out is completely different. Because before, um, when he was in the traditional area, I felt like everything was so separate with us. Um, because he had so much mental load and energy that mm-hmm. was having to be spent on work that he didn't have the space for, I mean, the mental health and stuff of me and our family. So, and now, I mean, it's, I mean, you can't ever say that there's like a true work-life balance that it's half and mm-hmm. half. I mean, one's going to be up a little bit, one's going to be down and it switches. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, instead of it being, you know, this far apart, they're able to ebb and flow Instead of being, I mean, just a vast difference right. between right. the two, yeah, you know, no chance of balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm really excited that now my kids will say, you know, when is mom coming home? Instead of is mom coming home tonight? Um, <laughs> you know, because it was a, a frequent thing of. I'm, I'm putting the kids to bed again, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they, they tell them every night, you know, she'll come in and give you a kiss, but you could see it weighed on them for sure. And now it's more of a when she coming home because they know she is, you know, and not to say that there aren't times. I mean, you have things that happen that happen late, but it's you know, once a month instead of 
three or four times a week. And so it's, it is completely different. And then, you know, as you mentioned that, that mental health aspect is, is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, seeing some of the, the, those compartments broken open to where, you know, now, um, for example, She's a room mom now. <laughs> All right, now yo, that is a huge deal in every piece of that. Uh, yeah. One, because that is, I yeah. never would have pictured that. But two, because there never would have been time for that. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and so, yeah, she acts like she doesn't enjoy it, but she loves being there with the kids. She might hate making little reindeers, but, um, <laughs> she does love being there with the kids and she gets to do that all mm -hmm. that. She gets to do that more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it is, uh, it's incredible seeing the difference of the, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Christmas time of year, you think of, of the Christmas Carol and Scrooge. And mm -hmm. that really is yeah. a lot of what was going on previously. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was just work, 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 work. And, mm -hmm. you know, now we're giving out turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, Wait, am I Scrooge in this? Uh, there's were. a turkey joke in there for anyone that was slow on the uptake, uh, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, Ashlyn, I'm really curious for your take on this on this question. Um, when you think about, like, the, um, you know, specifically your experience in traditional law and the strain that that was putting on you, um, was it just the types of things that you had to do or was it the significance of those, uh, particularly as, as kind of Arlie had addressed that some of these things don't tie to something that, um, makes sense on your personal scorecard? You know, I think if I, if, if we're in the spirit of accountability, mm -hmm. I have to own that the, tr the, the struggles, the things that made it difficult for me are somewhat wholly my responsibility in that mm -hmm. I could not separate myself. When you put me in a system that is designed for me to be the most successful in it, mm -hmm. um, despite how many times I tell myself I don't I don't need that. I don't need right. to be the hero right. in this story. I can just be the hero in this story. Mm -hmm. And I would tell myself that every day, but my actions would indicate mm -hmm. I needed to be the hero over here and right. here. Right. And I couldn't do both uh, well. And there are lots of people who can. I couldn't. My mm -hmm. It just wasn't in my nature. Um, so part of it is being accountable for the fact that the narrative I told myself was, I don't need this. This is what's important to me. But then I would this is what I would choose if I had to make the choice. Um, well, and I, to jump in, I mean, I would also hear, you know, I'm not getting any work done because, and then fill in something that, you know, I maybe asked for her some help with dinner or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. And it was, I, I just have to get this done, you know, and, and I can't because you're asking me to essentially, you know, do some family related stuff. Yeah. So, right. Um, and I, th I think for me, I also gave, I, I, I don't know if, if you guys are like this, I, I suspect that you are, but I'm not very good at giving only pieces of myself to something that matters to me. Um, so it also, <laughs> the traditional model is built in a way that it will take what you yeah. give it. And yeah. it, but it, if you are the type of person who can only give it this little box mm -hmm. and you go home every day and you've given it the box mm -hmm. and it's accepted the box and that's your transaction. But as a person, I would be like, well, I have a little more. And it'd be like, well, 
yeah. And then I'd say, well, I actually have a little bit more. And it would take and take and take. And through no, that's the way the system is built. It's a vacuum. Uh, yeah. And so you just you. keep giving mm-hmm. until one day you turn and you think, I have nothing left. Um, so yeah. it wasn't even, you know, the work. I love the work. The people. I love the people. The It was truly a system that was designed to take and take and take from me mm-hmm. that I, in my own sense of accountability, let take and take and didn't build those boundaries well enough or strong enough. And then by the time I realized it, I had, I couldn't, I couldn't build them. I had to just say, I can't, I can't survive in this anymore. I don't know. What about you? Was, was your experience similar to that? Or um, how would you answer that question? I'm sorry. What was the question again? The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the question was, it was it, um, did you, in your experience, was it more yeah. both on like the tasks the, 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 what you mm. were taking on or, or what in the, in the, uh, oh, right. Like, like, was it just the tasks that, that created the drain or the strain or was it, um, the significance of those? Yes. Um, no, I think it was, it was a little bit of both. I think there was the practicality of, there was so much that I was committing to. And I think very similar, uh, very similarly wired that I don't real. it's really hard for me to do things halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you mean attorneys <laughs> are type A personalities? Yeah. Uh, you watch your mouth. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't know anything about us. <laughs> what, what, uh, what Meg can, can certainly attest to from having um, uh, shared a domestic setting with me for a long time. I'm talking about laundry. Yeah. I'm talking about laundry here. <laughs> right? uh, uh, is that I, I'm usually either like, all about something or almost nothing about something. There's not a lot of me in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming in and uh, half behinding it, we're going to try to maintain our G rating on something because it'll matter. Maybe. Not you. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just isn't something that I'm willing to do or wired to do. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but the significance definitely and the lack of significance definitely created a drain on me. I was in a setting where I was very, very productive, um, mm-hmm. very, very profitable, um, and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're so or, entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's out, I mean, talking to people and getting business, mm-hmm. but then not being rewarded for that. I mean, or, or the reward was so disproportionate to both the effort and the outcome yes, that yes. It, it created a lot of frustration. Well, and um, we had times you and, were told. To stay in the office. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to be right. in the office, billing hours, mm-hmm. yeah. not doing what you like to do, right. going out into the, the community and being a part right. of the community. And, and, and at times when the performance of the work was not the issue, things were getting done, they were being done on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that wasn't the issue. It was, it was other things that were creating conflict that were putting other people in a position where they needed to put pressure on me to do something because of some sort of outcome that they needed to try to create or create an appearance of Mm -hmm. Yeah, the politics Um, and and, you know yeah yeah and and i'm sad that they were in that situation because that must have been really difficult for them as well um but uh and lovely people that i care for very deeply um yeah but but yeah that that was a lot of of strain yeah because the system was optimized i mean it's it's the the system is optimized for one thing Mm -hmm. it's to um glorify production that's how many bricks can you make um and if you make enough bricks and you make enough of the right bricks and you make them for the right people and you do it long enough then eventually you get to um uh profit off of other people making bricks um (laughs) i think what we'll find uh, and you and i've talked about this at length and we Mm -hmm. will definitely talk about it more later is that 
at least for me, what I turned around and started to mm-hmm. see is that the brick builders ahead of us were looking at us mm-hmm. to be more mm-hmm. brick makers and builders. Right. And we turned around and the generation below us was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not building anything for anybody at any, any you want me rate to do what in which yeah. you want me to do that. And it was such yeah. an eye-opening experience for me because their boundaries were so hard and mine were so squishy mm-hmm. that I was like, wait wait, if you don't, if, if, if I'm going right. to build and you don't build, then no, I'm not going to make any money off anybody uh, because you're not willing to give what I'm willing to right. give or what historically has been willing to give. And right. I think it's, and I think that's a big part of the problem is that the system relies on economics that no longer makes sense Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. because the people running the systems, A, often aren't running it like business people. They're not thinking about mm-hmm. like, hey, what makes the most sense here? How do I optimize outcomes? And I think in a lot of ways, that's created a tremendous amount of, pr- of pressure that has institutionalized animosity. Um, partners are fighting over what they view as a limited pie. And then they have to hold associates at an arm's length because, you know, if that person advances, then they're going to take some of my pie, mm-hmm. right? They're not thinking about, and I'll never forget, you know, saying, hey, hey if I make you more money, can I make more money too? Because I, I really need to do a little bit better for my family. Um, and the answer was no. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the answer was you just need to trust the system, trust the process, and you need to wait. Um, and that waiting was an extended period of time. It wasn't like, hey, man, you know, here's a couple of months. It wasn't, you know, there was, it was just, you you have to follow the same scorecard and the same path that everybody else does. Um, and that was, that was really frustrating and really disappointing. And um, exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, joking, but um, you don't joke unless there's some kernel of truth in there sometimes of if I have to do this any longer, and I just, I'm just going to jump out this window. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to make light of that because, you know, that's such a serious topic. Um, but the level of frustration that um, working your ass off and um, – doing uh, yeah really good work and then just having it not really matter on any of the things that matter to you yeah um mm-hmm. is is just it's really frustrating and it just it just bleeds the life out of you and i think it's okay to say at least from my mm-hmm. perspective um if one of the things that matters to you is being fairly compensated for the amount of work and mm-hmm. effort and energy right. that you put forth, right. um, that's okay. It is a yeah. priority of mine. I right. want to feel like what I'm giving is being returned mm-hmm. fairly to me. And I don't, Absolutely. you know, the, and I think the, because what you said rings so true for me in my experience, and I know experiences of other friends, lawyer friends of mine who have mm-hmm. left big law, is the idea that if you just work really hard and wait, Mm-hmm. You yep. too will one day have the corner office and the, you know, all the associates and the seven staff and the, whatever the dream is at whatever mm-hmm. law firm you're at. Their dream. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's yeah. an outdated, antiquated sort of approach. I don't want – my family can't afford for me to wait. Not financially, right. Right. but emotionally <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. experience-wise, right. for sure. Well, and there have been such developments. I mean, everything of, uh, you know, the technology used mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make things right. more efficient, mm-hmm. to, you know, cut costs, to cut time. But, that you know, that's not the, the old way. Mm. And, you know, this right. is the way I've done it forever. And I don't, I don't want to spend a weekend learning this new thing. So I'm just going to continue doing right. this in an efficient way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and then somebody who is being more efficient, you know, isn't, there's no reward for that. Yeah. 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 
No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've got a couple last questions as yeah. we kind of wind down this episode. Um, uh, for Meg and for Arlie, what sort of values and culture did you think that um, you would find from, you know, kind of law firm life? Um, uh, as you were getting in as, you know, Meg, I was already an attorney when, when we met and got married, but what, what kind of did you expect, um, uh, from a values, from a culture perspective and what did it kind of end up being, do you think? Um, I think at first, I mean, cause we would have like pre-kids, you know, and like partners and associates, like kind of parties together mm-hmm. and get to know each other and things. And, um, cause one of the firms you were at was really good at that and mm-hmm. would do that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yep. And you kind of get to know yep. people and mm-hmm. feel some connection there. Um, so they were trying, but then when it came to the actual like work and office life, they weren't able, like you weren't able to have that with me, that like a connection and time and things like that, because mm-hmm. you had to be there. Mm-hmm all the time and your mental energy needed to be spent there. Mm-hmm. Your physical presence needed to be there. <laughs> so right. I just saw this divide in a little bit of things being presented kind of a certain way in these special like events, you know, mm-hmm. once or twice a year where you feel like good and you're like, Oh, like mm-hmm. there's some culture here of people trying to help each other and things, but then it not really panning out in the everyday. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What about you, Arlie? I would say, you know, honestly, since law school, um, it, it, it felt really backstabby and cutthroat. Um, Mm. you know, I mean, and, and in a sense there were limited spots for what everybody thinks of as a lawyer job and a lawyer paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was trying to climb that. And, you know, I saw, Ash had a core group of friends, but outside of that, it was, uh, there was a facade, right? Mm -hmm. You saw a certain part of people, but as soon as you turned around, you heard different things, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I did see a fair amount of that and those parties, you know, I mean, those parties were put on and sometimes they felt like they were, Hey, look, look how well I'm doing, you know? Hey, everybody, come see how good I am. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, love it. We're so, going to get our Anchorman reference in there. Yeah, for, I'm for glad the we did. Check, yeah. market. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and so that that part, it wasn't exactly what I expected. I expected a lot of hard work, and, and I expected, um, you know, a very uh, strong personalities. But I guess I, I wasn't quite prepared for... Um, how some that, you know, you thought were friends the way that they could change really quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. Arlie is such a, like you, a loyalist. You're you're Mm -hmm. in or you're out with me. That's the bottom line. I mean, but once you're in, you're in with him. Um, And I think it was hard for him. He doesn't engage in the politics of politicking. And I fall for it every time. And Arlie's like, what, you know, what? Just go in there and do X, Y, and Z and tell them you are worth way more. And, you know, I'd be like, well, the appropriate time for that is probably X, you know, at this point. And so I think it was it was a struggle um, in that the way that we handle those types of things and, and kind of seeing, you know, Arlie was just like, well, let's go in there and 
who, who do I need to talk to? And I'm like, okay, honey, I have to do this myself. <laughs> I'm a big girl. Um, and was always just on my team and, and has always felt, you know, that um, I deserve the whole world. So mm-hmm. that's um, funny because I'm kind of the same way. He wouldn't talk a lot about kind of like politics stuff, but then things when they would happen, I'm like, what? You know, and like asking all these questions and, you know, then I have that. I'm just more, I don't know, what's the word? Direct. Yeah. Mm, Direct yeah. with things. Yeah. yeah. So. Candid, blunt. Yes. Truth, I'm like, okay, teller. we get it. Thank yeah. You. I attribute that to my German grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. So Europeans are very direct and yeah. I was with her a lot growing up. So. I love that. <laughs> Um, having yeah. to balance that. And I was the one who's like, no, I'm like, it needs to be this way. And my oneness of justice and black and white, you know? Sure. So he's like, uh, he, you know, but there's this and there's this and there's this. And so that's so funny that yeah. you yeah. and I going to yep. have that. Yeah. Arlie's well, like, there's nothing to consider here. Well, yes. And, and, <laughs> and, and I think that's, I think that's a telling reflection on just kind of what the traditional system does to people that are otherwise, I think, very confident. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and, yeah, and really yeah. understand really the quality point. that they bring to the table is it makes us constantly aware of our shortcomings and it constantly holds us at um, arm's length with an expectation that to break the um, the path is somehow wrong or, you know, that there's some sort of moral defect to that. You started um, questioning yourself more. Right. right. And as we got farther and farther yeah. into the career. Yeah. yeah. And that's when yeah. I was like... Well, the goal Who was you, the goal you know? was to be the strongest and the, yeah. the right. alpha, but there can only be yeah. one of those. So that yeah. everybody is yeah. slightly cutting each other down, you yeah. know, here right. and there, and because it's a scarcity game, mm-hmm. it's like in yeah. order for um, me to win, you've got to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and not every firm, not every culture, not every attorney mm-hmm. approaches it that way, but I think that's so heavily ingrained in so many places is that yeah, I've got to be on top. You know, I've got to be the best. I've got to be the greatest. Um, and that is exclus- at the exclusion of other people's success and advancement sometimes. Um, I mean, people fighting over points, fighting over percentages, um, you know, the long, drawn-out frustration of so-and-so won't give up this point even though they're well past, you know, where they created enough value to justify it. Um, but they have enough political clout in the firm to continue to hold on to that, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, for what it's worth, and we'll go into this more detail on some future episode for nerds and wonks like myself, but there are a few systems that are as efficient at destroying the time value of money as the traditional law model. Yeah, totally. Um, there's nothing that I've seen that so displaces it um, in such an efficient manner. Um, and that has devastating human consequences. Um, especially when you couple that with the amount of student loan debt that so many young mm. attorneys and their families are bringing into life these days. Um, yeah. And there's a moral component to that that, you know, you can't, can't avoid forever. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one thing I do want to tack on that I think was mentioned earlier is the accountability piece. I'm really glad you brought that up, Ashlyn. Thank you. Um, uh, we're accountable for our own decisions within the system. and I, And I don't want to... Um, miss an opportunity to take responsibility for my own decisions. I mean, I chose a path to optimize and try to optimize my own outcomes um, within a traditional model and became really good at, you know, climbing workaholic mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And I'm sorry for what that did to our family and what that did to our marriage. Mm -hmm. So um, here's kind of my last 
my this this is the penultimate question. Um, we will link in the show notes the definition of the word penultimate, yeah. and uh, we'll also <laughs> fact check whether or not I'm using it correct. It's the second to last. Um, it's the one before the end. <laughs> um, uh, this is an everybody question. What led you to decide that it was time to get out? That it was time to get out of traditional law and go do something else? Uh, when I first met Sam. Um, we sat down and we're having lunch. Um, I had a friend of mine, a mutual friend of mine's mm-hmm. insistence. Thank right? you, Jordan. Thank you, yep. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't long before I realized we had so much in common. But one of the things I thought was so interesting, and I hope that this is still true or that I'm remembering this right, Sam, but didn't both of us reach where we were like on a vacation or some kind of trip? Yes. Um, yes. Yep. And <laughs> That's where I, the great origin story begins. Right, Go for so it. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> that works at a traditional law firm is be like, no one can take vacations anymore. You must all stay here. Um, but for me... Um, frankly, Arlie had been encouraging me to see my own value and see what, what the traditional model was doing to me. And again, you know, it is not a person who's doing this to me. It is a system that I am participating in that Mm -hmm. continues, um, and giving myself to that was continuing to, to really damage my family, um, and and myself. And, um, I just had an experience last year where I almost died. And mm-hmm. I saw the fear. I didn't know at the time, frankly, I, I had no idea that it was as serious as it was. I had um, blood clots in both my lungs mm-hmm. and I was pregnant with our, our youngest. And when I looked at Arlie after I'm in the ICU and he is terrified. I mean, and I'm not really understanding how big of a deal this is and him being in the medical field more certainly knew what the risks were. And um, it changed my life. Uh, the idea that he was going to have to take care of our babies without me um, and that there's so much I missed or that I wouldn't be around for. And it was a slow shift. I didn't just become a new person. It was a Mm -hmm. slow shift over time over what my priorities were and what mattered to me. And then um, I learned, I, I had an experience at work where I didn't feel like no matter what I was producing, I was not getting paid what I felt like I was mm-hmm. entitled to, frankly. Maybe next year. Uh, and I was told, <laughs> if you just, you know, you need yeah. to go prove it some more and prove it some more. And I realized, yeah. uh, to who? Like, mm-hmm. it just got exhausting. And right. we took a, a trip with my family in April. And I was sick to my stomach about this idea. And I just kept talking about it over and over and over again. And, you know, Arlie was in my corner every time saying, "There's," I, he's like, worst case scenario, we figure something else out. But you have to do this. You there, you just, you can do this. And my therapist was like, you can a hundred percent do this. And they both made me pick a deadline. And I mm-hmm. gave, they gave me a deadline of when I, the choice was made. The choice was made for me long before I came to my own conclusions, but, um, they gave me a deadline and I stuck to it. And I would have never been brave enough, um, had Arlie not and continue to just pour confidence into me. Um, and it's the best decision I've ever made. Um, but it was truly a slow shift over time and perspective about what someone was grading my work, my value as a person. Mm. And I was tying that to what I was getting paid. And I realized that that was not sustainable. It it was going to kill me, Mm -hmm. um, in one way or the other, it was going to kill my family. It was going, it was going to kill me. So I had to make a choice and Mm -hmm. I did. So thank you for having my back, I guess. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I you know, and and the reason why is, um, you know, I'd love to say it was solely because of your mental health, which did absolutely play into it. Your mental health, my mental health, the kids, everybody. Um, but there was also the aspect of um, efficiency and my thought process of, you know, if you get paid for the work you do and you're working this much, um, we're gonna have a lot of money. And so that that kind of, <laughs> that little yeah. bit of, and that's the other thing, you know, like it, yeah. taxes, everybody hates taxes, right? right? Um, you lose so much of what you bring in mm -hmm. and that was also happening at work. Right. And so mm -hmm. mental health was probably the biggest part of the final push. Yeah. But um, all along, I wanted her to be her own boss because I know she could be. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think for for us, it, it happened in two stages. I mean, one was the first firm that I left and went to another one. Mm -hmm. But um, the the really big move was when we were on vacation. Yeah. Um, and we we're just like, this doesn't make sense. I mean, it was getting to a place where, um, because I've been so good at climbing that mountain that now I realize wasn't actually a mountain. I was climbing down into a pit. Yeah. Um, well, and being on vacation, but then yeah. still having to work. Mm -hmm. yes. Right, right. Having you know? to just constantly like when work gives out the Wi-Fi, from... the the network routers. No, you don't have to pay for it. Here, yeah, just yeah, take this, know. you know, and yeah. your laptop. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So and... It's like we took this vacation, right. but you're not on vacation. Right. Mm -hmm. I was so frustrated. And, and I could have set better boundaries. I mean, there were there were things that I could have done, but I don't know that I really saw that modeled and, and mm -hmm. probably wasn't looking for it. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if it was there or not, but that's what I was, you know, that's what I was doing. That's what I was working for. And, you know, taking that time out of the family bucket to go pour in here and, um, just, you know, it wasn't working and we were just working way too much and, um, just kind of something had to change. We had to go do something else. Yeah. Um, and working so hard and seeing this build up mm -hmm. and then, with the second place of just mm -hmm. then really not getting rewarded for that. I don't want to say rewarded, but like yeah, the, the earn the, well, what was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, yeah. The, that, I mean, that was a, that was a big, big push. Yeah. There was, yeah, there were, there were some things that, um, yeah. Anyway, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of good people. I hope some of them are listening to this people. I really admire respect. I'm so grateful for yeah. um, how they've, um, contributed to my success, our family success and getting to this place. And, and I don't want to lose an opportunity to say, thank you. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate how you've made my life, my life better in the process, yeah. but, um, just that, the system doesn't work for us. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's so hard that, um, I think that was a big barrier for me is, I mean, you talk about loyalty early and I mean, that's just how I'm wired. It, yeah. It's so mm -hmm. hard and leaving a place, the biggest thing was I felt like I was ending relationships. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and in some ways, some ways, some of those relationships didn't really follow me. And yep. a lot of that's on me. Um, and some of that's on other folks um, as well. But um, uh, yeah, that's really hard. That's really hard. But um, I have one last question. This is the final question. What's the, the word for the final countdown. question? Yeah. <laughs> sing. Sorry, before I, before I do that, Meg, do you have anything to add? I'm just kind of like what our process was leading to that decision. I remember sitting in that hotel room and I feel mm. like 
like my word for it is, I'm like, all right, I just pushed you off the ledge. Yeah, so I was going to say, who made that decision? Because yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, can't like, do it. How did you think in our house? I yeah. I was the one who was like, we're done. This is it, mm-hmm. you know. And then it took a lot of encouragement. And even after she had given her notice, it, she was like, I just the loyalty. I mm-hmm. don't feel right about this. I want to go back, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, right. had to remove her. And, and so yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. L- let me ask you, uh, this is an additional question for Arlie and Meg. What would have happened if, Meg, what would have happened if I hadn't listened and hadn't made the move? Where would we be? Gosh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. Arlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because. I see it vividly in my head at that point of, because our oldest was about 18 months and Mm -hmm. we started talking about, okay, like, do we want to have another kid and things like that? And it was, I'm like, if you're where you are now, I can't Mm -hmm. because I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I would pretty much say the same thing, hurting, you know, I mean, like that's where we would be because uh, we we've said those same words, you know, I can't, I can't continue this path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, again, Arlie has always been good at trying to give me space to come to my own conclusions that are what's best mm-hmm. for me. Because if you know me at all, you know, that telling me what to do will result in a complete tantrum. Just tell I, her the opposite. I <laughs> have a real problem uh, with being told specifically what is next, but Arlie, you know, had to make me think that it was my idea, but, um, I know that it wasn't, um, but it's, was the best idea. And, um, I can say this because of where I was at and what it was doing to me. Um, I don't, I think I'd be a shell of myself and that is no one's fault but mine. And I don't want anyone to ever hear that and think it's because there's someone responsible for that. I was responsible for what I was giving and what I was willing to give and sacrifice and what I was allowing a system or a job or a career to take from me. Um, But had I not, I I couldn't set boundaries in that system for whatever reason Mm -hmm. it wasn't. I, I couldn't successfully do it. And yeah. so um, I was I was never going to be the version of myself, which I am today, which is healthier and more authentic and true to myself than I have ever been. So um, mm-hmm. it would have been terrible. I think yeah. it would have been terrible. And for, for everyone um, and people that can make it, again, like Sam said, in that model – are, there's no judgment. I think it's amazing. I think obviously it has worked for some. I just don't, I don't know that it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. I, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't think that it's sustainable for everyone long-term, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Megan, Arlie, if you had one piece of advice for attorneys that are still in a traditional law model firm on how they can be better spouses, better parents, um, what piece of advice would you give would you give to them read the book boundaries <laughs> um that changed mm-hmm. so much in mm-hmm. work life and in our marriage and friends family just that book just changed so much for us and helped us know that we are supposed to have boundaries yeah it's a it's called boundaries yeah mm-hmm. okay yep. yep cool wonderful book we'll link it in the show notes we'll actually link it in the show notes yeah. <laughs> for serious yeah for reals mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I honestly, I don't think I have any advice. Um, as that sounds terrible, but yeah. the the reason is, um, it it didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I was going to say something, it would be along the line of boundaries, but that that didn't work in our world. And mm -hmm. I honestly, I'm not sure where I have seen that work. And yeah. so, um, somebody with a spouse, especially if you add in kids. I, I don't have any advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, is maybe the big takeaway, like you've got to listen. Yeah. You know, listen to the people that love you and care about you the most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, open and, to that. and when you, like we talk, when you do that, yeah. you suffer in the system. So, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Well, that's depressing and awful. <laughs> and on that ray of sunshine. Uh, we'll play out on a sad, sad song. <laughs> oh, goodness. No. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, especially thank you, Meg. Uh, and thank you, Arlie. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for having thanks us. So much. Yeah. Um, uh, please join us, folks, uh, for our next episode where we're going to talk about what it's been like since. Um, what it's been like trying to get out of traditional law and into better law. Um, we hope you join us for that episode. Um, we hope you stay classy. Um <laughs> Uh, and wherever you're at, I hope that you'll find some hope knowing that uh, you're not stuck. You have, you have choices, you have options, whatever that little step is, whatever that next thing is that you need to do, it may not be your fault for where you are, um, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. So yeah. um, we appreciate you. Uh, go break the law. Yeah.